0: Fuck you, Lewis! (laughs) I will Venmo twenty dollars to whoever can send me that song. (laughs) So, please put together like one of those YouTube like. uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis! Y'all. Fuck you, Lewis! Fuck you, Lewis! Y'all. And welcome to episode seventy-four of the most unofficial and the only weekly solo fan cast. This side of the motherfucking moon, it is a Skankverse podcast, a podcast where each week we discuss, we review, and we talk about some of the news and podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I am your host, the Thunder from Down Under, the man of a thousand soundbites. You don't care, don't finger a bitch with his picky. <laughs> Double J. And I did just record 20 minutes, and then I got rid of it because it was shit. So I'm, I'm fucking fired up now. I'm fucking. I've warmed up. I'm ready. I fucking play that Rocky music. Let's fucking go, I'm dude. Go. You're being you're being so gay right now. <laughs> um. Obviously, everyone knows the big piece of news in the world right now. We're gonna get to it. I'm gonna try again to speak words and try and you know do this podcast. So there is one piece of news besides the obvious one, and that is um, Michael Bisping. You might have heard of him, former UFC champion, won a UFC championship with one eye. He took a kick from Vitor Belfort, and it destroyed his vision in his eye. There's not many people in the world who can fucking do that. He's a tough motherfucker, also a podcaster, UFC broadcast analysis dude, um, British um, many, you know, I think he's had at least one appearance on Legion of Skanks before, which I'm sure will not be on the internet for much longer, so you should definitely go and find that and download it. But uh, Michael Bisping on his YouTube channel had some things to say that I found to be very interesting. Now, granted, three days ago, this would have been a 30-minute bit on this podcast because of how fucked it is. But given everything that's happened, we're not going to talk too much about it because the world has changed in the last three days. And we'll get to that. Anyway, so Bisbee went on his YouTube channel with his wife who looks like a fucking villain out of a James Bond movie or looks like that chick that James Bond sleeps with and then she betrays James Bond and at the end she gets stabbed and dies in James Bond's hand, arms. She says, thank you, James. And then she stabs him one more time before she dies. But anyway, um, Bisping, his wife, went on his YouTube channel and there's a clip floating around on the Reddit that um, Bisbing says that he nearly had a heart attack um, while on tour in the UK and his wife wanted to cancel the tour because he was obviously so nervous. Um, because someone, someone, I wonder, I wonder who that someone would be. Don't worry Gomez, you always come through in the clutch <laughs> Someone on the UK tour Decided last minute that he wasn't going To, he was just going to open And he was not going to be on stage With Bisbing For his 30, 90 minute Set where he talked about his career And his life um, And Bisbing was obviously nervous Because he's like, fuck I've never you know Got 20,000 people in a stadium Not a stadium, like a, an arena No, not an arena, What would be A bingo hole no. Like, um, anyway, a, you know, a, a decent audience. There were big audiences in the UK. You know, probably in like an, a, a fucking old rundown fucking opera, fucking concert setting, whatever the fuck. You get what I'm saying? Anyway, so he was super stressed about that. Now they never mention um, don't name, worry, comment by name, but it's pretty heavily implied. Um, So there's there's many different ways you can look at this. There's many different ways you can slice this. And I will say, as I'm talking about this and I'm looking at this, and I recorded this already once, it does seem really inconsequential. Yeah, it doesn't seem like such big news now, but it's an interesting thing. So there's two ways you can look at this. You can look at this as Lewis doing Puerto Rican things, taking the paycheck, which was a lot of money. Alright. You know, Donald Trump. it's a lot of money. okay? And then last minute he went, fuck you. You trash me. You talk down to me on the show. Big Hollywood star. Go be Hollywood. Show these people why you're Hollywood. That's a possibility. Or the other side, and it's the camp I sit in, you know, I'm going to defend Lewis. So please, someone, for the love of God, send this to Lewis. I need a job. My children need wine. Fucking, yeah. But the, the camp I sit in at the moment is, you know, like Michael Bisping's being a little bitch. Truthfully, no shit. You know? He's performed in front of packed arenas, like actual arenas and stadiums for the USC half shirtless, you know? And of course you're going to be nervous, you know? You, you, you're talking in front of 10,000 people. I'd be nervous. I'd shit myself too. But, like... But I feel like you're dumping all this blame on Lewis, you know? And you, you, you're keeping this conspiracy alive months later after Lewis has already moved on. He's moved on to his own MMA podcast now, you know? You keep pushing this thing that Lewis is a dirty Puerto Rican. To be fair, Lewis is a dirty Puerto Rican. But he's just being weak. This is just some weak shit, man, you know? You know, multiple times Lewis said on "Believe You Me" and when he was promoting his shit because he loves to promote. You know, if the the amount of plugs that man does, he should be a butt plug salesman. Um, you know, he was always saying that he was warming up for Bisping. Not once did he ever say, to my knowledge, that he was hosting with Bisping. Bisbing himself mentioned he was doing a solo act. So unless he's taken too many knocks to the head, that he fought a solo act was two people. Or uh, him and a host and, you know, he's, he's being ridiculous here you know did you communicate this? Did like did anyone you know fucking know that that's what you wanted? Um, you know the more Bisping talks the more I think Lewis with his Twitter video when his first when they first decided to end their relationship on podcasts you know I think Lewis was trying to be the good guy he was trying to, you know, not do Lewis things, <laughs> you know, blow up and crack the shits and all that stuff. I think Lewis was trying to be a good dude and a better businessman, but not rocking the boat. You know, they clearly had multiple problems. You know, being you know, and we've talked about this fucking in Aussie like so many fucking times. You know, Bisbing wanted to be taken more serious as a, as a, an, an analyst, and Lewis didn't want to watch the fucking. The pre-fucking pay-per-view fights. You know? Like... You know? And then this. And then all this stuff you've heard from the UK. You know? you yeah, Clearly they couldn't work together anymore. And Lewis decided to say, you know, I just don't want to talk MMA anymore. While everything out of Bisving's mouth is that Lewis and him had problems. Like... And then, like... And I I didn't even mention this. So Michael Bisping has a documentary coming out about himself, about his, you know, winning a UFC championship with one eye and all this shit. And he's got all these fucking people in this doco that you would never think. One of them being Dom Toretto, Van Diesel himself. Lewis has been... (laughs) Lewis was replaced in a documentary... By a, a Dominican who can't fucking act. <laughs> Lewis just can't catch a break right now. Sad rattlesnake. Sad rattlesnake. You fucking Jew. Not technically, but you get the idea. So yeah, it's... Like, just let it go, man. Lewis has moved on. He's doing great things. Like, Yo MMA Rap was in some fucking list I saw of, like... Top six, like top ten rising podcasts. It's a great podcast. I talk about it every week. Like, I talk about it more than I talk about their actual, you know, real ass podcast thing because it's so good. Move on. Stop talking about him. Leave him the fuck alone. Anyway. Did I have more notes? No. That's good. All right. So now we get to the Honorable Mentions. And I'm trying to get through this because you know what I really want to talk about, don't you? Which is commendable because his son is a faggot. It fits in a way. Um, Honorable Mentions go to High Society Radio, Just Men Having Fun. Um, Just one little thing I wrote. And this will probably be me in a couple of years. Uh, You know you've been married or you've been in a relationship for a long time, maybe too long. When you you know, you sneak you know, you sneak into the bathroom to jerk off or you wait until your girl goes to take a shower or goes to sleep to, you know, rob one out. We've all been there. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. All right? <laughs> Alright, I'm just hitting fucking buttons now. Um not Johnny. No. Not Bronx Johnny. Because he's just turning over Turning his body away while his wife is next to him in bed, still wide awake, and just knocking one out. Just. <laughs> I don't, you know. All I can say to that is. Man, you know what the real N word is? Psh, knowledge. And then we get to number 10. And you know what? This is it. Listen, if you don't want to hear about the Ukraine and the Russian thing, come back in about. 10 minutes. All right. Because we're about to get real. It's time to get real ass. Number 10 is Russian Russia invading Ukraine with Scott Horton and the libertarian response to the war in Ukraine. Part of the problem. You know when I... First wrote this down, there were like three things. And I was like, hey, you know, if you just want to be kept in the loop, you know, of all this stuff, it's all massively outdated now. Um, yeah. So that's what I wrote. Like, I was just going to write like, hey, if you want to keep in the loop with the stuff, because this sounds pretty serious. That's what I would have said three days ago. Now I think you should still listen to them. I think the first one, Russia invading the Ukraine with Scott Fortin, um if you want to shit your pants at the possibilities of what a nuclear war would look like, listen to the last 45 minutes, or like the last half an hour. You know? I was listening to the first one, and I had a really strange realization. I am 28 years old, and I have have probably lived through the most tumultuous time the time with such chaos and uncertainty Since the nineteen forties. You know, you know, the eighties and the seventies had Vietnam and the you know the Cold War. But nothing like this. This is like I I've lived maybe 30% of my life and the and it's been like what I'm trying to say is in fifty years time when I'm an old man and I'm on my deathbed. And my grandkids come up to me. I'm gonna have so much fucking shit to say. It's insane. You know, first off, I was fucking like eight years old when 9-11 happened. I was old enough to remember it. I remember vividly seeing the pictures on TV. I remember being sent home halfway through school because everyone was freaked the fuck out. All right? I remember that. I remember enough of that now I was eight years old nine years old I was nine years old when they went to war in Iraq um, but I remember the feeling and I remember the feeling the world had and then five years ago America elected Donald Trump the Donald and that you could you felt not I'm not saying I'm not equivalating them electing Donald Trump to 9/11 but you got that same feeling that the the games changed this is a new world. And that was definitely the rise of cancel culture and wokeism, um, and a lot of stuff that you see prevalent today. You know, and in COVID, the big C, which I think is the biggest thing to happen in the world in the last hundred years. Governments literally closed their borders, and they locked their people inside homes. They took away jobs. They cost people livelihoods. People lost their lives a lot less than they thought they would happen. And now this. And I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, and I see a lot of people fucking online saying things. It's, it's it's now gotten to the point where I'm a little bit scared. And I'm, I take no pride in saying that. You know, I'm, I'm a man's man. You know, I, I don't get my eyelashes done. I, I don't paint my nails. You know, I don't have fucking pronouns. You know, but I'm looking at this and I'm scared. And I think if you're not... I think you may need to reassess that situation. And I'll be honest with you, if this wasn't a comedic podcast or an attempt at a comedic podcast, we this would be an hour conversation because it's truly frightening. And I will explain to you why. So in the second episode, Dave Smith does. And that's probably the one you should listen to. Um... There's some truly great philosophy stuff in there. And we should all think about that, some of the things that he says in this podcast. Like, for example, you know, everyone in 2021, what year are we in, 2022, thinks slavery is bad. Obviously, I think slavery is bad. Enjoy our racist Nazi show, (laughs) Legion of Blacks. if you're listening to this if you think slavery isn't bad well i'm assuming you're being facetious you know but to say slavery was bad you know 200 years ago you know in the in the 18th century or the 17th century was brave it's easy to say the the war in iraq was a bad decision you know right now and a lot of people were saying it at the time too but to say it was a bad decision to say that we, you know, America with their meddling in elections and, and so much and their, you know, um, interesting tactics and military operations they do overseas with overthrowing governments and, and so on and so forth. I also should be clear and I probably should have said this from the start. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. I am not a smart man. But I've seen some things. I've never read a book. But I've listened to a lot of people who read books. I don't know what that makes me. Probably a fucking idiot. So take all of what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Um. So we all knew that Iraq. A lot of people knew that Iraq was a bad decision. We know now in 2022 that Iraq was a bad decision. But it'd be really brave to say that on the 12th of September 2001, wouldn't it? Of to say slavery was bad 300 years ago would get you killed. To say that the idea of going to war with Iraq in the 12th of September would have, you know, you would have had things thrown at you through the street. You know. Um to so what Smith, Dave Smith is trying to say, and these are these are a lot of you know things that he says, but I agree with wholeheartedly. Maybe that makes me a libertarian. I don't know I don't even know what a libertarian is, to be honest with you. Um, the thing that Dave Smith's trying to do here and all of this stuff is about saying the important truths. No matter how much people don't want to hear it, and no no matter how much they don't like to hear it. And with the Ukraine stuff, the important truth is this. What is going on over there right now is horrible. People are dying, you know. People are being ripped away from their homes. But America and NATO have poked and literally and pushed, literally pushed, you know, the bear. They've invited so many former Soviet states into NATO, where the line used to be eastern Germany. It now extends all the way, and you know what, technically no, but it extends all the way to Ukraine, you know? Russia had an agreement with America 30 years ago under George, uh, was it George Bush Jr. or Sr. Where is it? Yeah, George Bush Sr. That the line would not move. And the line has moved and moved and moved. They have poked the bear. Um, and Putin's Russian because he, he is Russian. He's Russian. He mud Russia can't allow to be seen weak in the eyes of his own people or the world. So this is his response. Doesn't make it right. But you can see how it's justified to him and a large quantity of the Russian people who support him. Um, And this is an unpopular opinion and I know this. You know, I'm supposed to go online and toe the line and say, we should help the people of Ukraine. You know, sanctions aren't enough. We should put troops on the ground, and that's no, you shouldn't. Because simply put, um, world leaders, our world leaders, are being really antagonistic to a country that invests a large sum of their GDP into weapons and military. And have advanced nuclear weapons. You know, Dave Smith mentions it. They they were showing videos, or they were doing, um, not missile tests, they were showing all these new nuclear weapons they had. Well, there's one, they have a missile that can fly around the world endlessly. They have missiles that can evade, like, anti-missile fucking weapons. Once, and once again, and I'm, <laughs> my mind is everywhere, you've got faggots on fucking Twitter with blue check marks online saying the sanctions ain't enough, and America needs to send troops in, or France needs to send troops in. Now this needs to be a war. We live in a world where it is, I, I'm online and you're seeing people being attacked for being right-wing because they don't want to go to war. You've got people saying Tucker Carlson is a Russian asset. This is the world we live in. You know, technically I would be considered right-wing because I don't want to go to war. I don't want to start a fight or I don't want to see a fight between two countries, America and Russia, who hold 90% of the world's nuclear weapons. I don't want to see it. I'm sorry. I, I fucking love Call of Duty as much as the next guy, but I don't want to be in Call of Duty. You know? Um... Now, listen, the likelihood of that happening is, it's not likely, but we're a lot closer to it than we were last week. Um, And we know that the military-industrial complex would love an excuse to flex their muscle and show the world why they are still number one. And that's what the first episode I talked about um, with Scott Fortin is, and that's why I said, listen to the last 30 minutes, because they go through detail Of what a war between America and Russia would look like. It's black pill fucking material. But it's true. Like I said. America and Russia hold 90% of the nuclear arms. You know what that means. That means. 99.95% of the population gone. In an instant. Maybe a tiny little tip. Of the people in Argentina. Would survive. You know. At their top end. And it would set humanity back a thousand years. The number one priority is people. The world leaders, people in power, have is to avoid a war with Russia. And I'm sorry if that means giving them yeast in Ukraine. Let them have yeast in Ukraine. A country that eight years ago wanted to be part of Russia anyway. You know, if that if it means pulling NATO back to where it was. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it won't happen. But it'd probably be an ideal fucking olive branch. Even just to pull it back to Poland. Uh, Well, it is in Poland now, but I mean, you get what I'm saying. Because, and I think this should be the opinion of a lot of people. I don't care what happens on the other side of the world. And I know that is... You know, what people used to say about the Nazis, but this isn't the Nazis. Russia posed no threat to the world. Unless they get into a nuclear war with America. If they get into a war with America, then we're fucked. And, you know, I listen, I've listened to a lot of... Pod, it's been on my mind a lot in the last three days. I've listened to a lot of podcasts talking about it. I've heard a lot of different opinions. And I think Dave's opinion here is the best opinion. I don't care what happens on the other side of the world. I feel sorry for those people. I feel pat. You know, I feel for their pain and their death, but my thing is to protect my family, my country, and not fight and not have my children fight in someone else's war over essentially a dick measuring contest. It's as simple as that. Maybe that makes me a bad dude. I don't know, but like I said... I'm um, going to be honest with you. I- I'm kind of retarded. It was, 20, it was 15 minutes, but it was, you know, I feel better now. You know, like, that's an unpopular opinion, and some people, especially in America, will hate that opinion. They'll say that we should go and spread democracy to the east, to the west, sorry. You know? And that's because, you know, America has a very angelical point of view when it comes to democracy. Everyone should have democracy. Everyone should have the system we have. Even though your system's corrupt. You know? And also, people, you know, like I said, a lot of people think America's military is weak. They thought it was weak the second fucking Al Qaeda took over fucking Afghanistan within three days. And you know, they'd love to flex that muscle, they'd love to show why they're the fucking biggest dick in town. Yeah, anyway, that's, I feel better now. That's all I wanted to say. Um, that's the end of the podcast. Good night. Suck my dick. Bye-bye. No, it's not the end of the podcast. But, you know, we do try and be funny here, and I know I fail at that most times, and that was probably a very serious conversation to have, but it had to be said. I think everyone has an opinion on it right now, and I think it'd be stupid not to have an opinion on it. Well, unless your opinion is we should go to war, then you're a fucking idiot. And I hope you fucking die. But you know, anyway, number nine. Let's move on to talk about something a bit funnier. And that is Rest in Piss war mode. I try I snuck this in. I made sure to find a way to sneak this podcast because it I love it. I fucking love it. Essentially, and I'll admit a lot of this goes over my head, they talk about the Epstein sex ring. Like I said, more fun stuff. You know, we've gone from talking about, you know, World War Three. To fucking... What did I do? I've never been to Pedophile Island. Why is this all happening to me? <laughs> really happy I put that on the soundboard this week. Um, anyway, they talk about the Epstein sex ring and the hierarchy, you know? How Jalene Maxwell was the money and Jeffrey was the face, along with their various cabal connections. Like I said, a lot of this goes in my head. Um... I will say, a lot of the topics they do talk about isn't for the weak-hearted. They talk about, you know, fucking pedophiles and kids who were sexually molested and how dudes ruin their lives and, you know. Yeah, all for, you know, a bunch of dirty old rich dudes to, you know, feel what a 13-year-old's pussy feels like. It's truly horrible. Truly. Truly horrible. Trying to find a button. Who am I, bitch, nigga? Buy your own damn fryer. What a gay-ass bitch. Great episode. Now, number eight. And I should have put this lower on the list because... Uh, why did I put this here? Uh, okay. That's all right. Once again, we'll get serious again. Want to get serious again? You Want to get with it? What? Serious? What? what? Serious? What? Number eight is how to make a podcast in your 20s. We have Ralph Sutton. May have heard of him. Um, have you heard of Ralph Sutton? Have you heard of this guy? Jew, 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 you fucking Jew. He's a fat Jew. Even his gay ass gloves are circumcised. <laughs> and just one for good measure. He's fat! Man, the guy loves his fucking posting and his jokes though. Every fucking day I wake up and I was like, I've gone for a five fucking K jog around the block. I'm like, yeah, oh, good on you. Anyway, so this podcast would have been the podcast I told you to listen to on Monday had I recorded last Monday. Because there's a lot of really good information here. Um, oh, the podcast name, the, the, their actual podcast name is In Their Twenties. That's with the numbers two zero. So, guy, it's a it's a twenty five minute podcast. Um, they talk about one routine you developed in your twenties you still use to you still do today, and that is writing with pen and paper to do a to do list. The two gay list. Am I right? <laughs> Boo. And make your bed every day. Um, I do both those things, and I think you should too. Like I know a lot of people, you know use their notes to write a to-do list but I'd like to write it down so I can like as he said you cross it off you feel better about yourself you know you feel like you've accomplished something um, fun fact that I had never heard before that gas digital gets around 5 million downloads a month now am I crazy or am I a cunt um, in me thinking that it would have been a lot more I've, <laughs> I've thought about this question all week well until the last couple of days. Does that take into consideration like YouTube views and like actual listens on Gas Digital, or is that just like Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, etc., etc., etc.? Um, I was just curious because five million like doesn't sound all that much to me for like the amount of content they have. Or Dude, you're girl. being you're being so gay right now. <laughs> But who am I to talk? Um, Ralph talks about his early days of being a strip club and radio DJ, and moving into a you know into a moving from radio into podcasting. Um, essentially, Ralph knew seven years ago what well, we all know now: no one gives a fuck about radio. Like every radio show in Australia has a podcast channel where they put clips on, and I'm, I'm under the impression. 99% of radio shows have a podcast. You don't uh, care. Don't finger a bitch with his pinky. <laughs> I don't know. I just fucking love that button. Um, yeah. Radio's dead, man. Radio's dead, man. Uh, Ralph touches on probably the two tips if I, you know, I'd probably give someone if they were starting a podcast. You know, and that's what I mean. This is why I put this on the list because it's really fucking good information. And I'm not sitting here saying like I'm a fucking big dick in town. You know. Although in saying that, in saying that, as I find the button, I can't find The fucking button. Is that the button? Fuck your child, nigga. No, that's not I'll the bury button. you in that motherfucker. Now what you want to do? This is an alpha male right here, nigga. This is an alpha male. Learn me. I you the your city, I'm more careful for tomorrow. Anyway, these would be the two tips I would give someone if they asked. If you're doing this for oh there's free tips, there you go. If you're doing this for money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I'm sure everyone's like, Oh, you know, we should start a podcast and we'll make money. We'll fuck bitches. No, you won't. A very select few podcasts making money. Now, this podcast doesn't make money by choice, and I have my own reasons for that. I want to be ninja. I don't know. Yeah, I want to be a fucking ninja. Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, listen. And there's there's numbers behind this. Um, but we'll go through all the little hints and tips. Um, at the you at the beginning are going to be bad at this. I can tell you right now, <laughs> the first, some might argue the first 73 episodes, but I can tell you about the first 20 episodes, I sucked at this. And I still suck at this. I'm a lot, but imagine, I suck now. Imagine how badly I sucked then. Go not listen to the first episode. It's dog shit. You know? And, and this isn't one of the pieces of advice he puts on here, but I'll say it one of the most important things there is no such thing as too much content. Cause I remember the first episode, I remember I had all these things written down. The episode went for 25 minutes (laughs) and then I got to the end. I was like, Oh fuck, that's the end. I was like, Oh shit. Now what do I do? I think I was actually stretching it. I don't, I think it was 10 minutes. I think 10 minutes in, I was like, Oh, I've run out of shit to talk about. (laughs) And I went, fuck, I'm boring. Um, Yeah. So anyway, at the beginning you're going to suck. You're going to be bad at this, you know. I don't think there's a single podcaster out there that won't say they were bad on their first episode. Um. And lastly, and this is probably something I should try and do. If you can't make it through a full episode of yourself talking, nobody else will. Um. Nobody else will. I don't know what the fuck I wrote there, but that's a bunch of gibberish. But yeah. I don't listen back to this. This is all one take. Barely any editing. Um, but maybe I should go back and listen. I just hate the sound of my own fucking voice. Um, another tip he gives, as a society, we forget if there's any problem you have, there is a YouTube video to fix it. Like people... Who was I talking to? Yeah, I was talking to someone from work yesterday. And oh, what was the option? They gave you a would you rather. And they were like, you can have the opportunity to eat whatever you want and never get fat or live off 20 for, live off one hour of sleep a day and never be tired. You can have one hour of sleep and you'd be energized. And I went, oh, I want to sleep an hour a day and not feel tired. Why? You know how much fucking shit I would get done if I had a 23 hour day? You know how much I'd learn if I had the ability to sit around all day and watch YouTube clips? People forget we've got a super like they were saying, well like you're gonna get bored. I'm like no I'm not. Like, isn't the we have a supercomputer in the fucking palm of our hands. I can go on a website with tutorials for anything. Literally. From fucking the Kama Sutra to how to make a fucking nuclear weapon, which may come in handy soon. Um, I'd never get bored. You know? So if you have a pro you know, like a, a lot of people on you know, back to the podcasting thing, you know, how do you record a podcast? You know, how do you do this? How do you do that? What's good editing equipment, you know, YouTube has the answer for you? When I bought this Roadcaster, I look. I did research for three months on it. I knew exactly what everything was before I even bought it, because I wanted to make sure. And now I get to do fun things like this. If I wanted to see something all stretched out that disappoints black men, I would just look at Kim Congdon's pussy. And now some of these interesting stats I was talking about, like this, is a really interesting podcast. You know, the host mentions that, an, like I said, an interesting stat, that 90% of podcasters quit after episode three. 90% of podcasts don't make it to episode three. Think about that. It's fucking astounding. People just give up after episode three. And then Ralph with another interesting stat of roughly, there are roughly one million podcasts now. That's a bit higher now. I think it's a lot higher actually. 90% have less than 200 listens. Each episode, you know, 200 listens each episode. So if you have more than 300 listeners, you're in the top 10 of about 100,000 podcasts. That's the difference between being last and being in the top 10%, is 300 listens. And then it's, it's a fucking really interesting stat. But to go back to the. You know, quit after three episodes, and this is another point they bring up: consistency is key, and this is probably the most important thing. I, you know, the one thing I've always tried to do, and the one thing I've always said on this podcast, can you have to do it every week? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna talk into a microphone, and I'm gonna suck, and shit's gonna be fucking either unentertaining or unfunny. But I do it every week. Why? Because I'm a stupid fucking Yeah, I'm a stupid fucking But that's the only way you get better. And that's the only way you have an audience. Stay with you is to be consistent. Um it, Ralph talks about the reason that most podcasts are forty-five minutes long is because usually the commute to work that's usually the commute for work for most people. It's 45 minutes. As we come up to the 40-minute mark. So there you go. So You're driving in your car and you're listening to this. If you're driving in your car and you're listening to this, do us a favor. You see that semi-truck in front of you or behind you? Just ram into it. <laughs> now, don't do that. Obviously, don't do that. Um, if you're listening to this, like I said, to the, the 15 people who listen to this, I'm very grateful for you. Please don't kill yourselves. Kill your wife and your kids. Um, then Ralph talks about ABP, always be promoting, probably something I need to work on because I can't promote for shit. Because I feel weird, man. Like I do. I genuinely like, I'm not the big, prom- I'm not good at promoting my stuff. I don't want to, you know, I don't, like same with collabs. I always tell people, I've always told people, I've spoken on it on the podcast. I don't want to reach out to people be like, can I be on your podcast? Because I sound, I feel like a fucking faggot. You know? Or, you know, if someone, you know, or can I have you on my podcast? Like, I feel weird doing it. Uh, He's a fucking faggot. <laughs> See, Beezer agrees with me. <laughs> like, I'm not really good with, like, talking myself up. You know? Not even that. I'm not good at reaching out to people at all that kind of stuff. Like I'm getting trying to get good at it.
1: Um, I'm gonna be honest with
0: you. I, I'm kind of retarded. Fuck. I'm better at promoting other people's shit than I am mine. Um. And lastly, and I thought this was a really nice thing Ralph said. Um. You can always just do a podcast for funsies. Doesn't have to be a job. This will never be a job for me. This is funsies. You know, I'm here to make, you know, this is probably not the episode, but I'm here to make you laugh, here to, um, bestow, um, whatever knowledge you can get out of me. Shut up, bitch! (laughs) I'm here mostly just to talk myself into a hole. That's what I shouldn't name this podcast, talk yourself into a hole. If I ever do a side project, that'll probably be what it is. All right, number seven. That's my third Red Bull for the day, and my hands are shaking like a motherfucker. Shaking like a motherfucker. Shaking like a motherfucker. Um, number seven. Um, oh, I didn't. Skindiana Jones, the Dad Meat Podcast. We have James Husky and David James. Has there ever been more of a vanilla white boy name than David James, James? Dude, know, you're girl. being you're being so gay right now. <laughs> That's not, I wanted this one. Man, you know what the real N word is? Psh, knowledge. Psh, knowledge. You know what sucks too? I've realized I can only put fucking, a fucking. What's eight times eight? Sixty four. Have I just made a fucking ass of myself? No. At 64. i can produce do 64 sounds on this thing. You know, especially an hour before this podcast. I was like, I'm going to download more sounds to edit after I fucking finish this podcast. Because my new favorite thing to do is get really high on a Sunday night and just fucking edit shit. Like edit soundboard and stuff together. Can't do that anymore. Soundboard's full. We can all go home now. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. Anyway, the podcast before we we dig ourselves into another hole. Um, have you ever been friends with, they talk about have you ever been friends with um, someone who ended up committing an awful crime? Now I've told the story of the kid Zach I went to school with who's now spending 25 years in jail for a crime he didn't actually commit. Um, but besides that, because I've told that story heaps of times. Um, I don't know a lot of, People I went to school with or grew up with that committed awful crimes. What I have noticed though, and I think this might be a growing trend for a lot of people, a lot of people I went to school with killed themselves. Like, off the top of my head, there's at least five people that I know that have killed themselves. And listen, man, that's fucked up. You know, that's, you know, it's. <sighs> this is the most serious episode of this podcast I've ever done. <laughs> Oh, should we just chuck in like 10 faggots? Just be like, faggot, 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 faggot. Faggot. I'm a faggot. You're a faggot. There we go. Um, Yeah, I know a lot of people that killed themselves. Um, I don't know why. Just no. not uh, They talk about Broadway shows and the Book of Mormon being the greatest thing ever. Book of Mormon, the... Second, broad, the first Broadway I ever saw, but then the second only Broadway I ever saw. I saw another one about, oh, what was it? It was about 9-11. Yeah, there is 9-11, the musical. Well, to some extent. Um, What was it? It was about, oh, where the fuck was it? It was an island off of Scotland. When 9-11 happened, obviously, all these planes were in the air and they had nowhere to land. So they all landed in this small... I think it was a Scottish town or a Finnish town. It was an island. And then it talks about how all these people, you know, didn't know what was happening in the world and they all stayed on this island and they counselled each other. I can't remember the name of the play. Anyway, Book Mormon is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, my girlfriend loves musicals. She's gone to pretty much every musical that's ever existed. And she knew I'd like it and boy was she right. Just one of those days where I realised like that's my bitch. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. The boys riff on what George Floyd the musical would be like. Now, if I were to riff on what George Floyd the musical would look like, if (laughs) It would I wonder what it would look like You know Would you please stop Kneeing on my head (laughs) There we go There's the funny There's the funny And that'll be the clip that That I lose my job to In about 10 years time Will you please stop leaning on my head I cannot breathe can't you see the fentanyl is working <laughs> come on is that not the funniest fucking thing i've ever done that was all just fucking clean off the top of my head <laughs> george floyd the musical oh god that is some good shit you know what's gonna happen you know it's truthfully gonna happen not not You know, five, ten years from now, it's going to be there. And they're going to paint all the protesters, you know, as, you know, people that were marching for freedom, you know. Oh, fellow protester, let's loot this Walmart and get ourselves some flat screen TVs. Like I said, I do this for myself. I'm just fucking making myself laugh. Fuck all of you. It's great. We're back, baby. Um, uh, Butterly tells a story. <laughs> that is the greatest thing I have ever done on this podcast and totally top 10 of things I've ever done in my life that I pulled that out of my fucking ass. <laughs> tells, Tim tells a story of Colum dealing with a heckler who was upset because she's Mexican and one of the local stand-up guys... <laughs> Was um telling a story of getting diarrhea. Um, he was yeah. One of the local stand-up guys was telling a story of getting diarrhea in Mexico, and she deemed this racist because she's Mexican American. And Colin's first words to her, first words to her were, <clears throat> "Hold on, have we got it? Did, lady did, Top of the morning to you. You need to shut the fuck up. You need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was his first words to her." God bless Toll Terrell. Um, what podcast was I he- hearing it on? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I've, got to, I've got to go back and I've got to find this because this was worth finding it. It was... It must have been fucking... No. Oh, oh it was the episode of You Fucked It. Yeah, it was their new episode. And they talk... <laughs> it must have been Six. It must have been Visa. And he was like, I told you know when Colum does his first special, why doesn't he do Columbine? You know I get it, Columbine, Columbine. And and when Dan Soto, I can't believe this is stuck in my head. I can't believe I remember this. And fucking Visa told Dan Soto when he was doing his first special for HBO, he should call it fucking Columbine Two: Electric booger <laughs> and they should fucking should walk you know from the entrance to the stage should be a cafeteria like it it's this shit. it's this is the shit i live for um oh fuck i i never laughed at myself this hard i gave my own self a fucking a giggle um Let's talk about what's the most um, emasculating thing you've ever experienced while overweight. Because all these guys at one point in their life were fat boys. And I, you know. Oh, I've got to write this down. See, hold on. We've we've got a button to fucking stall. Enjoy our racist Nazi show. (laughs) Legion of Blacks. That's all right. I'll figure the rest out next when I fucking finish. One more. Hey, fuck you, motherfucker. I don't even need your fucking money. Fuck you, motherfucker. I don't even need your fucking money. Um, Worst experience. Like, they they mentioned the obvious ones, like um, being on the skins team and shirts for skins and the boys, you know. The boys say that man tits are the worst part of being overweight. I was lucky I didn't have man tits. It was just I always, always to this day, Always I've always had a gut. Like I've always had a stomach. Like baby fat. You know, until I was like nineteen. So once again, I was always the guy, you know, swimming swimming was always a she one. Like you'd swim in a shirt you'd swim in the pool with a shirt on. That always sucked. Um, what else? Well girls didn't want to fuck you. You know, the common conception is if you're fat, you've got a small dick. Which, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a misconception. It was the fucking truth. Um, the worst one for me is, and I still have this to this day, like, because my weight since I was 18 has fluctuated, I was super in shape, and then I got not in shape. And I got in worse shape and now if I run up a flight of stairs I get winded but because my weight has fluctuated so much I have and I've always had this since I was fucking 16 and it was worse when I was 16 17 I've got fucking stretch marks on my stomach and it looks like a, when I was young and I didn't have hair it looked like a fucking bear had mauled me it was horrendous like, I'm looking at it right now. Like, it, it, it looks like a bear has come up behind me, like, in the movie Ghost, you know, when they're doing the fucking pottery thing, and it's just gone, hey, bear, hey, hey, watch this, Jay, and ripped me from the top of my stomach to, like, just below my chest. It sucks. Fucking, fucking sucks. What a gay-ass bitch. Yes. Yes, I am. Besides that, nothing else really bothered me. But, like, you you can't notice it now, because I'm, like, hairy, you know? You... uh... (laughs) I guess you could say, I'm now a bear. (laughs) That was fucking gay, but it had to be done. Get it? Bear. Because gay dudes who are hairy are bears. I have bear marks. Bear claw marks. Bear. Fuck you. It's my show. I do what I want. All right. Number six. We get a bit of this might be a fucking two hour podcast. <laughs> number six. Yo, MMA rap. Episode number eight. So, Lewis was in a bit of a dark place the night before. And we got sad rattlesnake right now. We do. We truly have sad rattlesnake. I don't have a sad sound. Oh, I do. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> he's sad, and you can understand. You should, you know, breakups are hard. You know, especially when it people make fun of you for being in a cycle, a relationship with a cycle for every one of your relationships. Within the first two months, you talk about having kids and get married, and then you take it to Jamaica. And then within four months later, the, the love is gone. I'd be sad too. Anyway, um, so he, before the recording, he had his old dog Sport. You know, his dog. He must be he must be sixteen now. That dog, that dog's fucking old. And he realised that this dog is going to die soon. He had the revelation that this dog's not going to be around for much longer. And he starts to have a bit of a cry. Not on, you know, not in studio, but with the dog having this touching moment. And he apologizes it for to him for not giving him the best life. It's the Legion of Skanks version of Marley and me. That's what this is. I can't watch that movie. Me and my girlfriend have seen that movie once, not together. And we could never watch that movie ever again. Because within half an hour, half an hour through that movie, we would burst into tears. So I can, you know, that's what this is. Playing the part of Louis J. Gomez is Owen Wilson. Oh, sorry, no. Playing the part of Louis J. Gomez is fucking Van Diesel. It's all about family. Anyway, they tell the story of how Dave thought Sport was dying because he was shaking and he was like, you know, he thought the dog was having a seizure, but it was just sensing a giant tornado that was coming through Brooklyn. I didn't even know fucking Brooklyn had tornadoes. That's fucking crazy. Dogs are good at that shit, except for my dog. My dog can't tell shit. My my dog doesn't it doesn't care about thunder, storms, nothing. It doesn't get a sense for any of that stuff. The only sense it's got is that it doesn't like joggers. Sorry, Did I say joggers. Oh, what I really meant was. Had to be done. Um, anyway, so they run down the MMA news from this week, and it was a rather light week of news. There wasn't much to say or do. You know, they, they talk about, you know, more rumours of Francis Ngannou versus Fury. Um, Lewis argues that Francis should stay in the UFC for his legacy and not just be, you know, not just leave to be knocked out for a massive payday. But, you know, I'd take $8 million to be knocked out by Tyson Fury. I'd fucking let him pick me up and knock me out again. I'll take brain damage. I don't give a fuck. And then they um they mostly talk about bare knuckle FC. Um, you know, Mike Perry versus that let me bang dude who will all forever be known as let me bang dude. I know his first name's Julian, but he is known as the let me bang dude. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, and that's understandable, go and look up let me bang dude. You'll see a dude with a per pink mohawk That's the one Mike Perry fought. Um, Lewis proposes an interesting question. Is this too brutal of a sport? Is... Like, I... I've watched bits and pieces of it, but it's not for me. It's, you know... As Lewis and Dave say, I've had three Red Bulls. I'm having fucking indigestion. I'm going to die. Um... Wills and Dave aren't overly like super fans of it because it's too in between. It's not MMA. There's no kicking or takedowns. It's just stand up boxing. So, why instead of watching MMA rejects, bare knuckle box, wouldn't you just watch boxing? You know? Same thing like they're MMA guys. So, why, if I want to see actual MMA fighters, why wouldn't I just watch? MMA. You know, it's, I don't know, it's not for me. It's an interesting thing, I guess, but it's not for me. And it's not for Lewis and Dave, either, obviously. Which is funny for Lewis, a man who portrays himself and has this image of a crazy Puerto Rican essentially saying it's too brutal. It's, sorry, it's brutality for brutality's sake. Interesting. All right, number five. Panties in the mouth. And I have to say this with a certain vigour. The twins! The twins! Um, anyway, you remember in the 90s, and I didn't start taking notes on this until about 45 minutes through. Remember in the 90s when you could have, like, fun ads? Like, you could put... You could have... You could... Um, you could have an ad, a, a fucking ad for Axe Body Spray on, and essentially the slogan was Axe Body Spray. Put this on and you'll get pussy, you know. Or you know, drink beers and you'll end up in a freesome with twins, or any number of ads that had undertones of racism and sexism. The the era of the '90s was a great era of ads. I think there was a fucking TV show. It doesn't exist anymore. I think it was like a season long. I remember it in Australia that they would take all the funniest ads from around the world or the one of the, like all the ads that were not allowed on TV and they'd play them like at 11 o'clock at night. It was a great TV show. But, you know, it wouldn't, I don't think it would work today because the ads these days, they're just, you know, they're not like that anymore. But there was one ad I remember Vividly, and this is a memory that has stuck with me for 20 years. It was an, it was, um, the ad, the, um, an ad with like the, it was, how do I explain this? It was shot side, ins- it was a video, it was a ad. Good night, suck my dick, bye bye. It was an ad shot from inside a womb. So it was this little embryo and it's, and, and the little embryo said, when I grow up, I want to buy a Jeep. And then the embryo gets a bit bigger. It's got little hand, you know, it's starting to take shape. And it says, when I grow up, I want to buy a Jeep. It gets a little bit bigger. When I grow up, I want to buy a Jeep. And then it, it gets a bit bigger to the point where you can see a beak and you realize it's a duck. And the embryo just says, ah, fuck. And then zooms out. It's like, Jeep, buy it if you're a wanker. It didn't say that part, but if you buy a Jeep, you're a wanker anyway the point I want I'm getting to is that ads in the 90s were fantastic which um, which leads us to the question that they're talking about because there was an ad with the twins um, and this question pops up and I actually thought about it for a fair while if you had the if you had the opportunity to fuck date a set of twins two chicks that looked virtually, don't have to be identical, but they were twins. They were, they were born in the same womb. Would you do it? Or would you snap out of the last second and realize they're sisters? So the question is, would you have a threesome with two sisters? And I don't mean like, yeah, of course I would. I'm a fucking man. I mean genuinely. Could you have sex with two girls that had the same bloodline? Or would you puss out? See, it's an interesting question, isn't it? When you put it that way. Yeah, fuck it. I'd still do it. <laughs> no, I... I, once again, I don't think that opportunity is ever going to come up. But, um... It's such a fucking strange question when you think about it. Like... Because and this is what Andy mentions. Like Andy mentions, like watching watching real twin porn where they don't touch. So if you had, would the same rules apply if you were having sex with two twins? Would they just be next to each other? Or like would one of them watch and play with herself while the other one got fucked? You know, like or are we gonna commit some like some? Biblical sins in this motherfucker. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure this question out. Like. I guess if. If you fuck both of them. But they never touch each other. That's acceptable. Or is the action alone wrong? Is. Because like I know. Like sisters walk you know. Sisters are a lot closer than brothers are. It's like hey do my tits look big in this? Or does my ass look big in this? Or does my fanny look okay? Like. Chicks, like, sisters do that, I assume. Well, from what I've heard, anyway. And I've heard stories of fucking, you know, chicks that are related, you know, getting the same piece of the same dick. I don't know. It just, it's boggled my mind for the last fucking week. And I'd say I would do it, but I don't know if I actually would. Yeah, food for thought. No, we're nearly there. No, we're not. But anyway. Dude, you're being being so (laughs) gay right now. Number four. Do I have it? Gas Digital Network. More like Gas Digital Not Work. (laughs) Number four is the Legion of Skank Zoom show. Tricks up my book. Tricks up my book. Um, Jay informs us that there is a serious XM radio channel that just plays TikTok music. Like I said, radio's dead. <laughs> radio's trying to follow the trends of everything else. Um, Lewis and Jay play tic-tac-toe on Zoom. Um it's a draw because it's tic-tac-toe. Um Lewis has has to call Shane to explain how Shane made a fake pass and bamboozled. He bamboozled Jay for a wide-open layup. Uh, actually, the good thing about this podcast is this is all the basketball talk. They've condensed it down into just the Zoom show now, so that's great. I nearly pressed his son is a faggot button, but I don't want that. Or do I? No, yeah, I do which is commendable because his son is a faggot. Anyway, Lewis wants to raise the stakes so that he actually cares about winning because apparently Lewis thinks $5,000 isn't enough money money for him to care. And it's not enough money for him, Jay, and Dave to lose because, you know... So he wants to take it up to six Gs. And I think this was agreed on eventually. I think it is taken up to six Gs. Lewis makes, thinks, and makes the argument that it's only fair that Gardini instead of Pope plays in the game because he's actually on the podcast. That's fair, but, you you know... Like, fucking... You can't... It's, like, less than... Oh, no, it's still a month out. Yeah. How many times are you going to alter this deal? First, it was $1,000. First, it was two on two. And now it's fucking free on free for $6,000. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm special. Why are you not saying I'm special? You know, you've changed it so many times to now where it's a free on free game of basketball for $6,000. Like I said on Twitter, the next thing Lewis will think of is that it's only fair that. Matt and Shane have to play with one hand tied behind their back, and the bet is now twenty thousand dollars because that's the rate it's going. Anyway, um, and then listen, I won't lie. There's a lot of filler. Um, they do. They um, they do talk about, or they do have Alex talk about um, Alex doing coke on last week's show. We talked about that, didn't we? Did we talk about that? Yeah. She said she was blowing her nose. She does admit it does look bad. Um, but listen, and this is an audio medium, so there's no way to show you. But if I take my finger and I wipe my nose along my nose, that is, a, that is not what you do when you blow your nose. What you do when you blow your nose, you take your thumb and your finger and you'd like pinch it. You wouldn't go, oh, it's an audio medium. What the fuck am I talking about? You can't see me. Anyway, you get the idea. The action she's doing is not one of someone who's just done cocaine. It's one of someone. No, it, her action is of someone who's just done cocaine and not blown their nose. Um, Lewis talks about how he's done coke on a Zoom call before because, of course, he has. Um, and she says she wouldn't have. She says she, man, my notes are fucking whack. Um, she says she wouldn't have to hide it because it's gas digital where everyone does drugs. And acceptable, It's acceptable as long as you get the job done. That's true, but I don't think the logic with that is why would you show yourself on a Zoom call doing cocaine? Like, you wouldn't do it on the Zoom show because you someone would send it to the cops. And then Jay, Lewis, and Dave would rip on it for the next 20 minutes of her doing cocaine on the fucking podcast. So that makes no sense. Uh, A bunch of stuff about Bob Saget. um, um, Bob Saget's family is trying to stop any more information coming out about his death because obviously his brain had sustained the damage equivalent of a 30-foot fall or a baseball bat to the head. That was the that was the fucking ninja or assassin that killed Bob Saget, because he didn't bump his head on the fucking headboard. He fucking died. Someone killed Bob Saget. Um, you can't tell me different. <clears throat> it's a conspiracy, man. It'll be on fucking war mode in two years. Um, so the question is, who killed Bob Saget? The Illuminati, Nikki Glazer... John Stamos, the Olsen twins, yeah. Someone killed fucking Bob Saget, I'm telling you. And then there's a bunch of stuff that, like, is really that I'm just simply going to say isn't really overly interesting. I did write here at one point. Remember when they cared about the amount of funny they put into a Zoom show? But it gets good in the last fifteen minutes. It gets good in the last ten minutes. Um, Dave informs us the CNN literally wrote an article titled Is Joe Rogan's Use of the N-Word Worst in January 6?" Yep. They wrote that. They sure fucking did. And then Jay does and this is where it picks up because Jay does a Burt Kreischer impression which is just him high-pitched laughing squeaks. It's fucking hilarious. I then wrote Jay still cares about the Zoom show. Um... James got into a fight at school. They pretty much glanced over that, but James was getting picked on and James decided to fucking do that karate shit. hoo was all like, hoo And just fucking judo threw that motherfucker through a plate of glass. Yeah, motherfucker. And then... And then after we threw him through that plate of glass, he was like, hey, Fuck you, motherfucker. I don't even know your fucking money. There we go. Um... And then we get to, if the Legion of Skanks made a movie about themselves, who would, should play Dave Smith? And this is simply funny because Lewis, but mostly Javes, Mexican Dave Smith impression, which is based on the actor, Welmer, I should have figured out how to pronounce that before I did this podcast. They got Fez. Who played Fez in fucking that 70s show? That motherfucker. That impression. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is just fucking insane. Man, you know what the real N word is? Psh, knowledge. Yeah. They do this impression for the last fucking seven minutes, and it is worth waiting an hour and 20 minutes of this podcast for. Essentially, it's a Mexican Dave Smith, as I said. Can I do a Mac Hole? I do 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 do. Oh, you took a job, mister. We libertarian? Do you believe in liberty essay? Mika's <laughs> <Because> caucus? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever libertarian words you got. All right. It was a fun Zoom show because it was it was it picked up at the end. You could probably save an hour and listen to the first twenty minutes, last twenty minutes. All right. Number three. Number three. Should have convinced him to do a podcast, you fucking pussy, idiots. Number three is Sex for Sam Free, the the Opie and Anthony firing. Why are you laughing? No, I'm not. You're not laughing. uh, That's the name of the podcast. Why are you laughing? The title really says it all. If you're wondering. It's not about... Daffodils and hookers, you know. But just for a bit of context, um, O&A every year, um, till this particular year in question, um, would have a competition where four couples would go around New York City and get points for fucking in various places. And certain sexual, they would get more points for certain sexual positions. Like sodomy. Um, so they, like I said, they did this game three times. You no, know? and they did it until a couple decided to have anal sex in a Catholic church, and everything went to shit very quickly. Um, this was one of the first instances of cancel culture. Now I remember hearing this. I, you know, like I said, I'm. Big fan of O.P. and AFE. No, That's how I found Legion of Skanks. Um, this, I was already a fan by the time I heard this, but I do vividly remember listening to this for the first time. Um, essentially, this is the X-Rays, X-rated version of The Amazing Race. That's what it is. Um, like I said, I was already a fan, but this was definitely one of their more infamous bits. And you're talking to someone who's, like, listened to over 100 hours, if not more, of Opie and Anthony. Um, But here are some things that I had forgotten about this bit. Number one, Rich Voss was there. So they had four producers. They had four people follow the four couples around. Rich Voss was one of the people following around the couples. Um. Now, to be fair, Rich Voss was also around for the birth of Christ, so it's not a big shock to see him here. Oh, here comes my dog. Did I close the door? I think I did. Um, the prize for the winner of this competition, who got the most points, was to hang out with Opie Nafi on an all-expenses-paid trip to Boston. Now... Was an all-expense-paid trip to Boston to hang out with Opie and Anthony worth being put on the sex offenders list for the rest of your life? Probably not. This was also less than a year after 9-11. All Um, So these guys, they they break down and they, you know, go scene for scene. It's really, really well done. Like, truly, really well-structured. Um... You can pinpoint the exact moment during the broadcast of ONA where Kumeya realizes they're fucked. It's at the moment when the, co- the couple was loaded into the cop car. You can hear his voice change. Um, also another thing I didn't know that at the time ONA had just signed this huge new contract. Jim Norton hadn't put ink to paper just yet. He did, however, just, take, just put down a new New mortgage on an apartment in New York. Now, the funny thing is, Opie and Anthony returned two years later, which in that time period was um, tough crowd, you know? So that sustained Norton until ONA came back. I think the timing of tough crowd versus the return of ONA actually coincides in the same month. So tough crowd really saved Jim Norton's bacon. Because if not, he would have had to put a wig on and go and prostitute himself out for money. And he would have liked it then. Um, we were it also doesn't help that all this happened on a very slow, slow news day. You know, it was big news on late night TV, all that. Um, and now the other thing that's probably really interesting is they were in the studio on there the next day. You know, they couldn't mention it for obvious reasons. Um... But they were they were on air the next day for this thing that made headlines, not just in New York but all across America, and they were on air the next day. It's it it, that would not happen today anyway. And last thing that I had forgotten or I didn't know was they never actually fired Opie and Anthony. They fired the entire staff and they fired Jim Norton. But they knew if they let Opie and Anthony go, they would go to another network and there was a strong possibility they would go head to head in the morning against their golden goose, Howard Stern. So they just paid them two years to sit at home. And then when their contract ran out, they signed with Sirius. And the rest, as they say, is history. This is truly a great deep dive into history. You know? Because I think you'll find a lot of Legion of Skanks fans were Opie and Anthony fans at one point in their life. Or have listened to an Opie and A bit. Or, you know, have heard Patrice or heard, you know, I heard about Patrice from Opie and Anthony. I heard about Bill Burr from Opie and Anthony. I heard about Louis C.K. from Opie and Anthony. I heard about Big J from Opie and Anthony. Um, so, yeah. Check this out it's a good little history lesson and it's fun to you can it's so fun to see you can pinpoint the moment Kumia knows he's fucked. Now Opie is an idiot. He's oblivious to all of this. He's just having a good laugh. Number 2. Justin from Canada. Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. Damn, that sucks. Uh, Shane talks about him goofing off and talking to Jordan Peterson and his daughter And just spending the entire time staring at her big tits. He was being a silly goose that day. But she does have some nice tits. Not Ben Shapiro's sister big nice tits, but a decent rack. Uh, They talk about Justin Trudeau calling the truckers Nazis in Parliament. And then Trudeau got hit with the sickest fucking burn I have ever heard. ever uttered in Parliament House. Any Parliament House. He's done blackface more times than he can remember. Who's he to call anyone racist? <laughs> Holy shit. Imagine saying that. That's fucking that should be made into a video and it should have like the fug life glasses fall on his head and have Snoop Dogg playing. No 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 nah nah. Na, na, na. He's a motherfucking DO Cause that's a fucking sick burn. And, you know, once again with Trudeau, you know, I said it last week, it's, it's always the guys who have the skeletons in their closet that are the most woke and projected the most. Um, Shane questions if truckers listen to his podcast. A Truckers in Canada right now listen, Fucking poor truckers. Like this Ukraine thing has just come at the worst possible time for them. Because now it's all just going to disappear out of the media, isn't it? Have you heard a single thing about the truckers in the last fucking four days? Because I sure as shit haven't. So now they're probably all getting their shit beaten in and fucking kids taken away and trucks burnt down or some shit. Truckers probably listen to Matt and Shane and mostly Matt. Um, Shane's girlfriend isn't Ukrainian as he believed. She's Russian and is probably a psyop. <laughs> Boy, what a mistake to make. That was probably not a good mistake to make. Um, Then they talk about who on Instagram has the most followers. And this strange thought popped into my head while I was listening to this when they were talking about Kim Kardashian, who has 290-something million followers. You have any idea how much pussy, or at least my odds of getting pussy, would have been in high school... Of instead of her being into black dick. Being in the black dick stage of her life. She was in that funny looking hilarious guy with a tragic childhood story stage. I would have got so much more pussy. So much more pussy. Like. That was the thing when I was in high school. Kim Kardashian was fucking black dudes. Didn't have a hope in hell. Not a fucking hope in hell. You don't care. Don't finger a bitch with his pinky. (laughs) But if she was dating the funny dude, I'd fucking, I would have got pussy. Or at least I think I would have got pussy. Um. Anyway, they find out Christian Irate has four hundred and one million. Um. Shane Matt talk about and review the movie Warrior with Tom Hardy and that Australian dude I never knew. I can't remember his name. And yeah, that's really it. And now, after an hour and 23 minutes. You ain't my bitch, nigga. Buy your own damn no, fry. that's the wrong black one I want. There we go. It looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. Number one. Just piss and ice cubes with Ian Finance and Karen Fian for at least an hour of the podcast. Legion of Skanks. that's for ian because he looks like a jew even though he's italian um ian thinks there is such thing as a plug-in lawnmower and there is and it's retarded and it's incredibly dangerous like that uh, 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 that's american invention you can't tell me a plug-in lawnmower isn't an american invention fucking insane the video is essentially the dude trying not to run over the fucking court and kill himself. Uh, Dave explains the Ukraine situation in a much light-hearted, light-hearted funnier way. Uh, Lewis, unsurprisingly, knows very little on the conflict or about Ukraine in general. But hey, he does a pretty funny Russian impression. One boy said, I put my cock in your face. put my cock in your ass. Um, Lewis says he dated a chick from the Ukraine and she taught him how to say I love you in the native tongue and whatever the fuck she taught him it wasn't I love you because they sounded totally different um, Dave tells a story of a chick that used to work for Lewis who asked a rabbi how to write something in Hebrew for a tattoo and instead he wrote burn in hell and she got that tattooed on it because you know the Jews especially those those inbred ones they hate tattoos um, you have any idea the amount of people who get Chinese or Japanese words or symbols written on them have no idea what any of it means no idea you know some chick is walking around right now with fucking Japanese fucking words on her back and she thinks it says "Oh, it's a, it means beautiful butterfly and what it really means is spring roll you you probably know at least one chick or one person who has that situation. Uh, they jump around about from calling Fehan a whore in a Russian accent to Lewis eating free pastries because he's sad and alone. Um, to which Jay says, "Not many shows can go from a Russian facts to pastry cum jokes." And it's why we love this show because it's, it's such variation but if I wanted to see something all stretched out that disappoints black men, I would just look at Kim Congdon's pussy. That also works for Karen Feehan. Um, they talk about uh, the Victorian Secret, that uh, a Victorian Secret announces that their first Down Syndrome model. Feehan with the quick one, Shane Gillis's sister. <laughs> That's not very nice to say He's my big brother, and he loves me. I will say, and I uh, who sent it to me? Ray Shea from um, the Skank Bank podcast had sent this to me, like, oh, last Sunday. And I literally wrote back to him, and I was like, everything from the head down is fucking premium. Like, she is a hot chick. And even though she's got the downs, she's fucking good looking. Like, I'd smash. And I'd be surprised. Like, you'd, if you were listening to this and you're like, I wouldn't smash, that's disgusting. Fuck you wouldn't. Fuck you wouldn't. She is fucking a piece. Just, I don't know, cover her face when you fuck her. I don't know. That's why God invented fucking paper bags. Um, let's talk about who's hotter, the Down syndrome model, model or Feehan? Okay, listen, I'll tell you, but you can't tell her, okay? Because that bitch will eat me alive. This is one of those things where, like, you whisper it in your ear and then you run away really quickly. (laughs) It's the Down Syndrome model. Way better body. Way better. The titties on that bitch. Goodness gracious. You know the best thing is? You wouldn't have to have an intellectual conversation with her. Never. never. You could sit there and talk about butterflies all day. It'd be great. We are coming into a beautiful time in a horrible era of where Down Syndrome people are getting attractive. Or at least there are some that are attractive. That is a beautiful time to be alive because we don't have to sit there and have conversations about intellectual things, you can just fuck and then talk about fucking bugs. I don't know. You don't uh, care. Don't finger a bitch with his pinky. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay asks an interesting question. Is there a Down Syndrome girl doing OnlyFans? If there is, could you please send me a link to that on Instagram or Twitter? Because I would pay money for that. But you gotta be like, she gotta be good. Like, she gotta be at least nine. You ain't sending me no fucking bitch that does look like Shane Gillis. I ain't doing that. Um, they get into the work turn entries. Once again, I'm not going to run down every submission because I don't consider a Mexican who lives in trash an Indian and a Muslim whose name sounds like fur ass people. Minorities are not people to me, so therefore, they don't deserve to be spoken about. Hey, fuck you, motherfucker. I don't even know your fucking money. Um. Although props to the motherfucker who just sent them a video of proof of bisexuality and him crimpying his chick with a finger in her ass. Uh, that's a very underrated move, the finger in the ass from Doggy. It's, it's, it's always the say, it, it always works. It's always fucking a good move. And one of my go-to moves. So shout out to that dude, because that was the funniest thing out to come out of the work turn Olympics. Uh, they then play Who's Most Justified, Punching a Woman. Uh, the first video was clearly fake of a dude punching his chick in the stomach because she wouldn't get the boshan, a boshan, a boshan. Bosh 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 oh, never on, one more time for the filthy little fucking chink that was just yeah. up here. we have to boshan and that's around. No 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 Yeah, the camera cuts, like you can tell it's fake. Uh, the second video is a guy about to get beat up by a midget, a woman and a dude, so he decides to take out the chick first with a nice jab. I rewatched the video and realized she was just trying to break up the fight, but she got in the danger zone. So whew, she copped it. Me and Christine are looking into therapy because I've cocked my fist back five times. He didn't cock. He fucking decked her. Uh, <laughs> uh, the third video was a black dude with dreads who tees on a white bitch. Um, and then her boyfriend finally gets involved and he gets knocked the fuck out of the Steelers game. Uh, they never finish this game, so I can tell you right now the most justified dude is it's between two and three. It's probably free because she was involved. She was trying to like fight him, and she cop one. Um, and he doesn't punch her after he's knocked out the boyfriend. He's made his point. Um, Lewis goes to and lastly, this is it. We're nearly there. Lewis, your mom was a heroin addict hooker. <laughs> Lewis goes to give away an auto blow to an audience member. Then realizes and his plan was to give it to the guy in the audience who was single and looked most lonely and like a loser. And he realizes he's single and he decides to take it home and test it out, review it, and then give it away used to a fan. So some fan's going to get to fuck something that's had Lewis J. Gomez's come in it. God bless you. If that person was smart they would take that auto-bro. Auto-bro. I guess if two dudes use it, it is an (laughs) auto-bro. If a fan was smart, they would take that auto-blow. They would take the cum out of it because Lewis isn't going to clean it properly. Put it in a fucking little jar and put it on a necklace like um, Angelina Jolie did with Billy Bob Thornton's blood and sell that. Because I reckon there's two girls I know that would buy that. They also watch a very funny introduction video on how to use said auto blow. And on that, we're going to blow. Because that's the end of this podcast. Probably should have ended it on the come in a vial thing. But that's alright. Whew. Jeez. need a fucking cigarette and a fucking... I'm all over the place. We're done. We're finished. I'm not I'm not saying anything else. As always, follow us follow me, just me. there's no one else just me. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, getter, anywhere really you can f- any social media thing you can think of besides Facebook at kankverse pod. As always, subscribe. I'm thinking, I'm trying to put what little effort of brain energy I have into this. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a review or a rating wherever you listen. Um, be sure to tell a friend, a family member, or someone who wants to drink Luis J. Gomez's cum about the podcast. And that's really it. I don't know. Next time I record an episode, the world might look really different than it is now. So... Tell your girlfriend or your wife your lover or your boyfriend if you're a faggot. Um, tuck your kids in tightly to bed. Tell your dog, ap- cry and apologize to your dog for not loving him enough. And until next week, I must now bid you an adieu. Goodbye. Goodbye. And good. Bye-bye. I'm just trying to get some mod sticks. Get on the sheets, get some Mott sticks Whoa! and some skull. Shout out Rigan. <laughs> Shout out Finnegan. Shout out Orian Mulligan. You just need to come. Want me to make you come? Make you.